eliminating the idea that rejection is an option. Hi, my name is Haley Grove and welcome to Dear Dance. I'm a professional dancer living in New York City and I'm searching for balance in and out of the studio. I think experiencing your life and nurturing all your creative passions ultimately enhances a dance career. So I'm speaking to inspiring performers and industry professionals about their relationship with dance and their other passions outside of the performing arts world. I'm connecting with dancers who decorate cookies, develop their own film, build websites, make candles, teach fitness, write poetry, and people who are changing the fabric of our industry, all while dancing their butts off professionally. I'm on a mission to discover the keys to a long creative career. So let's take this journey together, advancing our dance careers, expanding our creativity, and experiencing all the joy this life has to offer. Hello, everyone. Welcome to, I was about to say welcome back, but this is a new kind of thing, kind of. So welcome to Dear Dance. If you've watched past uh, episodes, you might be a little confused, especially because the intro video still says dancers doing stuff. It's a soft rebrand. It will gradually be coming to you. So right now the show is technically called Dance Uh. See, I don't even know. It's called Dear Dance. This is the new name. This is the first episode, so officially the first uh, episode of season two of Dear Dance. Um, If you are an OG listener, you will know it as Dancers Doing Stuff, but we are growing, we are changing, we are reflecting, and I'm really excited. So my guest today, plural, we have two guests, ooh, starting season two with two, um, are amazing amazing people amazing dancers we have Portia and Yvonne and they are like so cool I met them on Clubhouse and like back when that was like popping I don't know if it's still popping because it's offloaded on my phone because I have no storage because Apple's trying to get me to get that new phone um but they both uh train and are involved in H plus the hip-hop dance conservatory which I am so excited to talk about with them It sounds like such an amazing organization. They do so much good work for dancers and for hip-hop, and it's just so cool. So I cannot wait to talk with them um, about the techniques that they train in, the H Mart, the dancers' groceries that you might have heard about and not believed it was real. It's real. I thought it was too good to be true, so I'm so excited to talk to them about that because I like need to go because I need some real food, not like snack food all the time. So I'm just so excited. They're amazing and I want to share a video of them dancing um, because they're awesome. As I said, 400 times. So check out this video and then we're going to bring them in. Because this is a podcast, you can't see the video, but trust me, it is great. After the episode, make sure you head over to Essentially Haley on YouTube or Dear Dance Pod on Instagram so you can check it out. But while I have you here, let's hear from our sponsor. Surprise! The sponsor for today's episode is me. Well, not me exactly, but the Patreon. If you would like to support this show and get some fun perks, join the Supporter Squad. It's only $5 a month, which is less than a Dunkin' Donuts iced matcha latte in Manhattan. And instead of getting a cup of green sugar milk with ice, you will get access to fun behind-the-scenes content, early access to guests, and craft supply lists so you can craft with us live while you watch us on YouTube. I'm hoping to grow this community and we have a Discord so maybe we can have some movie nights or a book club or send some cool things in the mail. I've got a lot of ideas. Once we reach 100 patrons, I will be starting the Dancer's Dream Grant Program. This means I'll be donating $1 per patron every month to a dancer who has a creative project that needs funding. So that might be hiring a videographer for a concept video, paying your dancers for their beautiful work, getting some really good snacks for them, renting a studio because you cannot do another self-tape in your apartment. The bigger this community grows, the more we can give back and help lift other dancers up. If this sounds fun to you, check out the info in the show notes. And now let's get back to the episode. 
so cool. What? Like the energy? What a way to start the season, right? Okay, enough of me blabbing. Let's bring in our amazing guest. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Hello. <laughs> Hello. Welcome. Welcome to Dear Dance. It's so hard for me to get used to doing that. <laughs> Dear dance, dear dance, dear dance. We got this. I need to rehearse. Yeah. I need to rehearse. <laughs> Amazing. Well, before we get into everything, I'm really excited because you guys are together. So that means that the craft for today, I actually, it's kind of a game. So you might have played this, and it's a secret. They don't even know what they're doing. So this might have been something that you did when you were like younger. This is like kind of like a fun thing. So. If you have a piece of paper, you can fold it hot dog style to make three separate sections. Do you know? Okay. What we, do you know what we might be doing? I'm not sure. Uh, okay, so we are going point. to be creating a drawing all together. So mm -hmm. I'll just be virtually with you, but at least you guys are together. So. You okay, are going okay. to actually only need one piece of paper because you guys are in the same place, oh. which is awesome. Oh, perfect. And one of you is going to be the head of our creature. One of you is going to be the body of our creature. So the way that oh you gosh. fold the paper. So at first, and you're going to have to try not to look at them while they're doing it, okay? So we'll have to trade okay. papers. But someone gets to be the head and then... Oh fold that over and so then you give it to the next person they can't oh, okay. see the head and you're gonna draw the body and then i'm gonna draw the feet on my own over here and we'll just okay. like, hold it up there at the bottom so all together we're making one creature drawing and you can <laughs> let your heart go wild you guys are creative i know that you both put drawing on your uh your google form of things that you like to do so while we do that, since I think we should be able to multitask, um, it's been hard in the past, but, you know, yeah, we're going to try. Multitasking, that's what we do. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, like, yeah. so I would love to talk about your dance history, your relationship with dance, how you got into dancing. So whoever is the body drawing person, how about you talk first while the head draws? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> amazing amazing <laughs> and you get to pick you get to pick okay. okay do you want to be the head or the body <laughs> um i want to be the body okay yeah okay okay, okay. yes be the body yes, body yep. okay <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna be drawing a head right now <laughs> okay amazing i believe in you you can do this thank you thank you <laughs> amazing okay so portia like Tell me everything about your whole life. You're from Long Island. How did you get into dance? How did I get into dance? So I started out watching music videos with my brother on MTV, BET, VH1, all of those amazing streaming channels back in the day. Back in the day, it sounds so ancient. But we <laughs> we were witnessing like the come up of such amazing artists, you know, in parallel with some iconic artists like Janet Jackson, you know, we are part of a <laughs> and Mariah Carey, you know, and Michael Jackson and Paula Abdul. And I was just so mesmerized by these amazing people on stage, but even more mesmerized by the incredible dancers behind them. It's just so in sync with so much energy and really like captivating the art, the audience and like really making like that front person shine. So mm -hmm. I ended up, you know, taking my, uh, my parents' VHS, you know, um, tapes, VHS, <laughs> another old school thing. Yes. And I, <laughs> I would record all these different music videos and I would replay them over and over and over and over again and learn all the different choreography. And then I took it one step further. I said, hey, now that I've got the choreography down packed, now I'm going to learn who all of these different dancers are, 
on stage. I'm going to do some research on their history, their background, understand their styles so that when I see them in another music video, I understand that connection. Or if they have choreographed a music video or a tour or a production, I can immediately know, hey, that's a piece by Tina Landon, or hey, that was definitely Marty Kadelka, you know, or hey, that was definitely, you know, rich in tone. And that was kind of the the, the come up of like my dance uh, beginnings, you know, just really seeing these incredible, you know, figures on stage and just wanting to be pretty much just like them. Yeah. How did you even do that research? I mean, now that's, it's so relevant to right now. There's this whole conversation going on, right? About like, can you just tag the dancers? It's not that hard, but this is before Instagram, social media, like that. How did you, how did you go about that? That is like really impressive because there's, it's, it's, it's unfortunately, especially with commercial dance, the documentation, the historic, you know, documentation, it's not really easily accessible to people it's true yeah yeah for me it was um doing a lot of research through uh tour books so like when you would go to concerts at like nassau coliseum or madison square garden i would always beg my mom mom please can i get janet's tour book because i just i need this material because this is part of like my dance research and in all of these different tour books like she had all of her dancers you know Mm -hmm. pretty much listed their names you know they were in there you know posing you know with her just all sexy and such and yeah that was kind of like my collection my archives my research during that time to like understand who they were um and their like history moving forward that is so cool I have to say I've actually never been to like a concert which is like kind of crazy like I know that that sounds crazy. I, <laughs> I've I've never been to like one of those big arena concerts. So like I didn't even know tour books existed. That is so cool. It's like that's so cool. Now I now I want to go. Like I wonder if they have them at the the art library um, at Lincoln Center. I need to do some research if they have any of those there because that would be really cool. Oh yeah, to look that's at. true. I need I'm to do sure some research. Do. Anyone anyone sure out there? Do. Yeah, that is so cool. <laughs> okay, so. Yvonne, I don't know if you are capable of drawing and speaking. I think you probably are. I actually just finished. Oh, amazing timing. Look at that. Dancers and timing. Killing it. Amazing. Wait, wait, hold on. Oh, yeah. Hide it. Hide it and pass the torch. Yes, I'm passing the torch. Okay, so how did you get into dancing? I know you're from the Bay Area, if I am... uh, researching correctly so how did you start dancing and then how did you make it all the way over to the east coast yes good question um how did i start dancing i just feel like i have been dancing since i came out of the womb (laughs) um i have this like really vivid memory of me as a child at chevy's like that (laughs) tex-mex restaurant (laughs) i don't remember they would they would like they used to have these like mariachi bands that would come in on Friday and like play music. And like I was at the restaurant and I remember all of a sudden like they just like abruptly like started and I just like I just like burst out of my chair. I was like three years old and I just like ran over to this like the neighboring table and like grabbed the person's fork and was just like waving in the air and like dancing. And my mom was like coming over like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like (laughs) she was like really embarrassed. And I was like, what? I don't understand what's wrong. Like I'm having a good time. Totally. So like I always tell that story because I feel like I just always was like inclined to move my body and like wanting to just like experience music, you know, through movement. So, um, but yeah, like my mom, she, you know, I was very fortunate to be put in, you know, ballet classes, tap classes, jazz classes, gymnastics, karate. I mean, I just, you couldn't keep me still. I really had to move. Otherwise, like, I just like, I would just explode. So they put me in a lot of um, physical, like different physical activities. And I really appreciated that growing up. Um, But in high school, that's when, you know, kind of similar to Portia, like I'd be watching music videos and I'd see these backup dancers and I'm just like, ah, like I really, they look so cool. I just want to be like them, you know, like they, they just, they just feel so confident and just like sexy and like, you know, I just, I really wanted to be one of them. And I, I didn't know how it's necessarily, but, um, there was, you know, in California dance teams are a really big thing. And so in high school, like literally I chose my high school. So I was like, 
that dance team is like the best out of all of them. So I want to go to that. My mom was like, that's not a reason to choose high school. It essentially is a very good reason to choose high school. And so so I ended up, yeah, I ended up joining the dance team all four years and that's when I started exploring hip hop a little bit. I say exploring because we were not necessarily doing hip hop. I would say it's more like commercial dance, right? Kind of jazz funk situation, trying to like skim the surface of real hip hop. And we would hire choreographers to come in and they would teach us like bits of locking or bits of popping or bits of breaking. I'm like, Oh, okay. So I started to kind of like get experience in it, but I was like, I feel like I need to go to New York where hip hop is from to like really, really, sink my teeth into this um whole art form so yeah yeah, like your question of like how did i get to new york well i basically was like after high school i was like sayonara everybody i'm leaving i'm going to new york and i'm gonna figure out how i'm gonna become a professional hip-hop dancer oh my god Um, amazing yeah that 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 was the beginning of of getting over here to new york and i've stayed ever since i found h plus about two years into being in new york um one of my friends who I was in a dance club with, he was like, hey, you should come to this class. It's like an open class. It's every Friday, you know? And so I went, it was like this three hour intense class. And I just like felt so alive and tired afterwards. I was like, this is what I've been like waiting for. So like, it was just like, the rest was history after that. I was convinced after that first class, I was like, this is what I've been looking for, like real training. So Yeah. yeah. That's the perfect transition because I would love to hear more about H Plus and just the whole organization and everything that you guys do over there, the training. I know that you put in your bio that you train under a, a technique. Is it Blade? Is that what? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so doing the research. <laughs> I try, I try, I try. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So tell me everything about because I haven't actually heard about or. I didn't realize I had heard about H plus before I had kind of heard, you know, through the grapevines and through the social media, but I'd love to know more about the organization and everything that you guys do, especially for hip hop um, and having a hip hop conservatory, like, wow. And also we can have a whole conversation about how a lot of the times when you say you're doing hip hop, you're not doing hip hop. So, (laughs) which that is maybe some tea for another time, but I would love to know because you guys are training in hip hop, the foundations of hip hop, everything. Take it away. Tell me all about it as if I know nothing. Yes. Well, thank you for asking that. Um, Yeah. So, you know, we, uh, our organization started over 30 years ago. Um, which is pretty, (laughs) pretty, yeah, it's a pretty impressive thing to say. Um, We were not there 30 years ago, but (laughs) our founder, um, Safi Thomas, he is our founder and artistic director. He started it in Harlem and the Bronx. Um, And it was essentially, it started with youth. You know, he would basically go door to door and be like, hey, does your child dance? Do they want to learn how to dance? And, you know, he had had a lot of experience um, already as an older teenager um, you know, choreographing music videos, dancing in, you know, different, you know, um, TV shows like MTV, The Grind, you know, like things like that. And, you know, he wanted to, to share that with uh, the community, you know, and he felt like there wasn't a lot that, you know, youth could do. And so he wanted to create something for them, you know, so it started off really as just like dance. Um, and, you know, I think he was saying that after essentially like, you know, a bit of time, he realized, wait, if I'm going to really teach them dance, then I actually have to, to, to kind of not just think about the dancer they are, but also like the human, you know, that they are and what, yes. what they need to be able to actually focus on dance, you know, because a lot of times, like, especially because this was the 90s, this was like, you know, the crack cocaine epidemic, you know, had just kind of fizzled out. And a lot of these children, you know, there was a lot of things that they were growing up in environment wise that they had to, you know, essentially like navigate. And so, you know, he incorporated, you know, meditation, you know, he incorporated um, a lot of dialogue about, you know, different topics like HIV and AIDS, you know, um, teen pregnancy, you know, domestic violence, all these things that he felt like the youth would be able to become leaders for their community, you know? Um, And so that's why our technique is called the blade dance technique um, because it's blade is building leaders through the advancement of dance education. Um, I have chills. Yeah. That's like, that's so powerful. I love that. I love that. Yeah. 
So the premise, you know, for I think since then, the, the premise has always been to put the human first before the dancer, because we're all human before we're dancers and to take care of that human so that human can actually dance, you know, healthfully and fully. <laughs> what a concept. Really a concept. It, it shouldn't be so hard. It shouldn't be so radical, but it is, you know, it is, right. <laughs> Um, wow. yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's been, you know, the premise and, you know, we've evolved, you know, we were, it was Black Diamonds Edutainment, Blade Dance Entertainment, uh, the Blade Academy. We've had a lot of iterations of our organization, basically continuously shifting with the times and what it was calling for. Um, but at the core of the mission was always like care for the community and preserving and evolving and proliferating hip hop dance, you know, so mm. ensuring that the people that are coming in and training, you know, in what's now the conservatory, that they are focused on, you know, the art form, you know, persevering beyond even like our lifetime, you know, and that is a responsibility that we make really clear from the beginning, like, hey, like, this is not just about like you learning the dance, but it's also like taking care of the dance itself, you know, mm -hmm. making sure it lives on, making sure it's advocated for, right? Because we have to do that, you know, the dance is, is intangible, it lives in our body. So we have to figure out ways to make sure that, you know, it sustains. So, yeah. Wow, I love that. What are some of your favorite projects that you guys have done, whether it's through H Plus or just on your own? I'd love to hear just some of your like favorite dance moments that you've had. Wow. Favorite I know that's dance. really hard. It, you don't have to give it like favorite. It can just be like one of, so that it's like less pressure. <laughs> <laughs> the favorite one out of all of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everyone else was horrible. <laughs> um, well, I have to say one of my favorite um, uh, projects slash productions that I was part of was uh, dancing on the rundown with Robin Thede. Oh my gosh. Yes. yes. It was a oh. BT nightly show um, hosted by this incredible woman, a uh, black woman who really advocates for other black women to step in and take charge and be in power and have their voices at the table. And she brought myself along with uh, four other black women um, mm -hmm. into what, three different shows. We actually danced. Yeah. In. Yeah. Three different sets that we, we actually get danced. Enough of the dancers. Because she wanted to bring like this strong, like powerful essence of dance and sexuality and you know showing that black women are strong and united together on stage and you know hey it was it was bt so it was pretty cool amazing <laughs> oh my gosh i love that i need to look it up <laughs> yeah. yeah it's great you'll see you'll see portia and yasmin in there going off it was so much fun and yeah. the outfits were fire just have to say that oh outfits my god were fire. That's amazing yes um, when yes. was this what what year so i can do my proper research you... <laughs> 2018 18 yeah 2018 okay. what i really appreciated about um this production was that they really took care of the dancers on yeah. the set so, you know, you Another got to the radical space. thing that shouldn't be Another radical, radical. Thing. <laughs> Yes, you got to the rehearsal space. There was breakfast, snacks, lunch, water, endless bottles of water and snacks for us. You know, there was constantly yeah. someone checking in on us to see if we were okay. Yeah. Um, each dancer had their own hairstylist and makeup artist. Yep. And one, one thing that is extremely difficult for black women in the entertainment industry is to have people come in and understand what we yes. need for our hair, for our skin. Yes. So the fact that these makeup artists and hairstylists were willing to, you know, really learn and understand what each dancer needed, it just, it said a lot about how they curated the entire production. Mm. Wow, that sounds like a dream. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh. It sounds like a dream. Oh no! <laughs> I, know, like, like, <laughs> I wish I wish that wasn't so like so rare, rare but it, it mirrors yeah. so many stories of so many of my friends. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Well, I mean, I think you know, there's so much in H plus, but just to kind of pull out of H plus for a second, I would say one of my favorite projects was Boogie Down in the Bronx Zoo. Mm. Um, this was a, a collaboration between um, the Hip Hop Dance Conservatory. Uh, Windows of Hip Hop, which is a nonprofit org up in the Bronx that's doing similar work there, you know, doing a lot of preservation work around hip hop with like Grandmaster Kaz and Melly Mel. Um, and then they also brought on Dynamic Rocker, 
members, a very legendary crew, you know, straight out of New York City. And we just had so much fun at the Bronx Zoo. (laughs) They literally put hip hop in the Bronx Zoo. It was so beautiful. So, like, we had a stage where we would perform, we would cipher, just freestyle um, to sounds of, you know, different live DJs. You know, we teach, you know, a lot of the families and just everybody that came through. Like, it was, like, hundreds, thousands of people that came through every day. We were there from, like, 9 a.m. to, like, 5 p.m. It was, oh like, such a, it was, like, so beautiful. And then, like, near the seals was um, Grandmaster Kaz, and he was teaching, like, animal rhymes. So, like... The kids would like write their own animal rhymes and then he'd like put on a beat and they'd come up and like take his chain and like. like <laughs> that is so cool. It was so amazing. And then That's there was um, a graffiti station where like, you know, like people could learn how to like, you know, tag and stuff. It was like really amazing. I mean, it was just so beautiful and it was so amazing to like take everything that I've learned at H plus and be able to like apply it, you know, in this really multifaceted experience where it's like performance, right? It's ciphering, it's, you know, teaching, you yes. know, it's, you know, group, yes. you know, getting groups hyped up and educating, you know, about the art form and like doing it with like actual, like all the pioneers was just like, Crazy. it was mind blowing. Like, That's grandma, insane. Like, I'm like, I've read about me. these names. Like, yes. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. I was, before we before we share our craft, I actually wanted to know, or not know, but I wanted to uh, ask you guys, for people who might not be so well-versed in hip-hop um, and the history, I was wondering if you could just share with the audience maybe just like the five pillars of hip-hop. It's like super yeah. basic, just so that people who might not have that kind of knowledge can just have a little mini lesson. <laughs> I love that. Thank you for asking that. That's that's such a good question. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we always put knowledge on top for the five pillars of hip-hop, just because without knowledge, you can't really, you know, partake in any of the elements, you know, of hip-hop. Um, Portia, do you want to do the, the others? Uh, go for it. Okay, yeah. So there's, you know, DJing, you know, um, emceeing, graffiti, and, you know, breaking, which, you know, kind of expands to, like, a lot of the different foundations of hip-hop dance, but breaking being, like, you know, from the South Bronx, 70s. Um, yeah, so those are the five, you know, the five elements uh, that we would say of hip-hop. Some people say there's a lot more, but that's kind of, like, what we start off with as, like, a, as a you know, the foundation. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Oh, I love yeah. it. And it's just so cool that it's, like, New York, and I'm I'm just so excited to keep looking at all the stuff that H Plus is doing, and it's it sounds like Aww. such an amazing amazing organization. Um, so I wanted to see. Oops, let me hide my feet. So let's do a little reveal of our creature that we created, um, and then we'll get to my next game. Okay, are you ready? Let's yes. see what we've made. Okay, are you ready? Yes. And reveal. <laughs> now pretend that my feet are here. <laughs> oh, actually, it matches pretty well. well yes, I love know. the colors. What, like, Whoa. oh my gosh, I love this. This is like, I'm going to have to like screenshot it and like put, put it, it so we can see. I feel like it needs a name. It's like, I don't even know. It's It's like the... Is that a giraffe head with a dinosaur? Like a rainbow sore, like some kind of like yes. dinosaur. A like- rainbow sore. I love that. <laughs> oh my god. The hip hop rainbow sore. Oh I love it. Of Deer Dance. It's the new mascot. It's the new mascot. Basically. I love it. Amazing. Okay, so time for our first game. Let me get my little my little uh Ooh. Oh, wrong Man. one. Check you out. Would you rather here we go? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> you know, we need to um, have as much as much uh, pretending like we're back in regular life as possible. But <laughs> so I'm going to pick. And so for anyone who's watching live, feel free to comment. Or if you are listening to the audio version of this, definitely message us on Instagram and let us know. Um, if you are watching the replay, comment what you would rather because I love to see what people pick. Um, so let me randomly pick some. All right. Would you rather never be able to open your mouth or have parrot feet for ears? Parrot feet for ears. I'm trying to visualize them. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to go with parrot feet for ears. I feel like not opening my mouth sounds really, really challenging. Yeah. 
Yeah. Same for me. Yeah. I think I'm yeah, also like, in that. I know that it's it would be it would be a look. Imagine you could have so many earrings on each toe. I like, was just thinking I was like I could say it is an earring. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure they've made earrings that look like parrot's feet. So maybe that's going to be the new case sure. in 2022. <laughs> sure. okay. I know, right? We called it. <laughs> yeah, we're we're actually fortune tellers here. Um, okay, next one. Would you rather have to crawl everywhere like a lizard or have to spell out words when you speak instead of being able to say complete words? Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I would have to say spell out words when I speak instead of saying complete words. Uh-huh. I would do the opposite. I would rather crawl than do <laughs> I know. That I might have to pick so crawl. Tedious. I might have to pick crawl also because I'm a miserable speller. So <laughs> I would be like so slow. Such a curse. It. Yeah, yeah, it would be a curse for me. <laughs> okay, last one of these. Would you rather have toes for fingers or never be able to leave your house? Mm. One of them, we kind of know what it's like. I know, right? Actually, for me, I kind of know what both of them are like, honestly, if I'm if I'm going to be honest. My toes are very long. Oh. <laughs> Probably good for dancing, though. <laughs> so toes for, for fingers. fingers. I mean, sure, I'll take that. I got to leave my house. I can't just... <laughs> yeah, same here. Yeah. And, like, it's okay to have, like, just... Well, I have long toes, so if my toes were my fingers... It would be pretty much the same. You would balance mm. out, essentially. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Amazing. Okay, well, I would love to talk about your passions outside of dance. I would love to know. I know that, Yvonne, you work at the UN. You do stuff with the UN, with sustainability and all that. Like, uh, tell me all of this. Like, that is just like, I like. when do you guys have time to do other stuff? Because you're doing so many cool things in the dance world. Tell me all your passions. Tell me about H Mart. Tell me. Yeah. I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Take it away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, some of my passions outside of dance, I really enjoy connecting with people. You know, I, I call myself, um, a person who loves to be on the ground floor doing a lot of personal and professional work, going out and meeting different people, Mm -hmm. uh, going out and talking to different people. Um, What's really unique about that is that it always seems to kind of coincide with the professional side because, (laughs) you know, you can pretty much tell a dancer, you know, or someone who's leading a community, you know, just by looking at the way that they walk onto the train platform Mm -hmm. or walk into a store or how they regard a manager. You know, there's a very particular rapport that we have. There's a way that we hold our bodies, you know, the language that we use, um, how we regard other people. Um, so those kind of like all, you know, kind of come together in different moments. And, you know, it's, it's really a pleasure for me just to kind of like go out and, you know, just really engage with the community in different ways, understand, you know, what, what's a new great thing that's just been popping out out of the pandemic? You know, what are people really interested in now that we're living in a post-pandemic world, you know, (laughs) where, you know, where are the new creatives that have been really working on their craft throughout Mm -hmm. lockdown? You know, what have they started to build, you know, now that we're kind of getting back to a new normal? So Mm -hmm. those are definitely some things that I've really engaged in and have really loved to like, you know, put my entire self into, you know, during this time. Mm. I love that. Yes. You're a really good connector, Portia. Thank you. <laughs> Thank She's you. just, like, magical. <laughs> just, yeah. like, sparkles as she walks around. Um, passions. Well, food is a big one for me, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, I think being Chinese-American, I mean, like, food is, like, what we, like, surround our love, our family, our socialization mm. around. And, like, true. during the, you know, like, the height of the pandemic, like, I really, like, I was missing home so much. I hadn't seen my family. And I just, like, ha- like I'm not, I have not delved into cooking <laughs> very much. I really relied on a lot of, you know, other people cooking for me, whether that's takeout or, you know, great, great friends <laughs> who you live with. But um, I really, like, um, challenge myself to get into cooking, not just for, like, making the food, but also for connecting with my culture, Mm -hmm. for connecting with, you know, um, my ancestors and, you know, a lot of uh, just, like, 
the experiences that I had growing up, you know, where my grandparents were just like, um, like grandmas were amazing cooks and they just like would throw down in the kitchen and you're just like, it's better than any meal you'd ever eat at a restaurant. And you're just like, you're like searching for it, you know, you're just like, where is that, you know, that kind of like, just like soulful, like love, right. That, that you get from, from the food, you know, that's, that's sustaining you, not just like through food, but like through like your, your full like nourishment of self. Right. So I think that's been a big thing recently that I've stepped into and, you know, hopefully people have benefited from what I've created. <laughs> it's, it's been really good. I've been one of the benefactors. So it's been really, really good. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. But I have to add something onto that. I think, you know, in addition to the cooking comes like the experience that Yvonne creates with it. Cause it's not just like, Hey, you know, a big meal just, you know, slapped on a dinner table, but you know, she'll set up the patio. We'll have music, we'll have candles. Like it's an entire, like, experience that you would just see in like on a a New York City street that she brings to the table it's true it's I feel like uh, from from what I've learned about you guys both it's like you don't just do something one one little like "Eh, I'm gonna do it like you put your whole body your whole experience and I think that that is such a perfect you know that's that's why I do this show because I think that to have a full life you you should put your whole self into it you should do a ton of different things like you don't have to have blinders on all the time and and it helps grow all the different aspects of your life when you're really going out into all those other passions it helps all the aspects grow it's just like when they say when one person succeeds you know it doesn't mean we fail it's it's the same with just in yourself and your passions like everything grows when you grow in one area so I love that very true yeah, and I, I think what I appreciate is that, like, Portia and I are on the same wavelength when it comes to, like, like for instance, if we're, like, doorstep dance mart, right? We're, like, there in the archway, like, setting up, and we'll just be, like, no, that doesn't look right, you know? Or, like, okay, we need to switch this around. Or, like, you know, we just have a way of really wanting everything to be, like, very high quality, you know, and just, like, an aesthetically pleasing experience, right? Because, yeah. I mean, we're dancers. Like, that's what we, you know, like, we, we appreciate things that look good, that look, you know, beautiful, that are inspiring right and so like I just feel like you know being um in all these different like programs where we're like you know building out for the community like I've just always appreciated how Portia and I are on the same page with that and we're just like nope we're not going to settle for just like kind of putting it out there you know willy-nilly so yeah okay well perfect transition let's talk about is it doorstep dance mart is that okay I yeah. have heard about this. I had seen it. I've seen people post about it. But I thought it was too good to be true that dancers could go somewhere and get free food and groceries. And I I would love to know more about this. It is so needed. I mean, especially the work you did during the pandemic. How did this start? How does it run? What is it? Tell the world because they need to know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, of course. So... The, the precursor to Doorstep Dance Mart is actually Dance Mart. This was a program that opened in December 2015, um, Christmas time. I remember that Christmas, that Christmas ambiance. And our artistic director and founder saw that dancers' needs weren't being met, you know, with, you know, low-income jobs, you know, and making, not making enough money in the industry. Um, and he wanted to really create something uh, very unique, um, catered to dancers because, hey, we work really hard. You know, we work really hard between productions and rehearsals and, you know, performances, performances and so much. Um, so he decided to create a, a food market for dancers mm-hmm. and it turned into Dance Smart. Um, and, you know, he really wanted to kind of create elements that were very much different than um, other distribution sites mm-hmm. where dancers or people would even go to get their food and groceries um, if they weren't, you know, making enough money or making ends meet on a, a regular basis. So, right. you know, he brought in a live DJ, you know, he brought in a selfie station. We brought in, you know, different amazing sponsors and mm-hmm. supporters like Chipotle and Shake Shack and hey. Harmless Harvest. <laughs> Trader and like Joe's. Trader Joe's. All our favorites. All our favorites, you know, all amazing. the good stuff like you see on the shelves at Whole Foods and Trader Joe's and Target and your favorite stores. Um, But you always have to make that decision. You know, do I spend the extra $2 to get, you know, the good brand of coconut water? Or do I get... Product placement. Sponsor us. 
but yeah, do I get the shelf brand, you know, because it's like $2 left, you know, yeah. so we really wanted to kind of create that space where dancers can come in and pretty much get, you know, what they need to thrive in this industry. Yeah. And so then when the pandemic hit, you know, obviously we couldn't run the program anymore. Yeah. We're running it every, um, every month, once every month for five years. And, yeah. <laughs> and then everything just stopped and it was, it was just like really, um, it was challenging for us because we really wanted to support the community during this very, very harsh time. But like, because of, you know, a lot of the COVID restrictions with like, you know, social distancing and not being able to hold events, like there was just no way for us to, to get, you know, these goods. And also even a lot of sponsors, they were struggling too. Yeah. like some of them, they, their businesses closed, closed down, down during the pandemic. So it, it was, we had to really like kind of sit together with our team and say, okay, we got to scale up. We have to respond to the fact that this pandemic is challenging us to think about the fact that there might be a time in the future again, where we can't hold an event and how would we be able to still aid dancers, you know, in uh, their general well-being, right? And so that was when the idea of Doorstep Dance Mart came about where we're like, let's actually build out a grocery delivery service so that regardless if there's a pandemic happening, we can get those we're groceries to the dancers, right? So we, we, you know, built out, you know, this next, I guess you would say like it's kind of an evolution of Dance Mart, right? Same concept, yeah. giving food and groceries, but how can we make it, you know, get it to the next level? So, you know, we started thinking about, okay, how do we get even just more groceries to dancers, period. Let's do like, instead of two weeks, one month's worth of groceries, yep. you know? Well, now they're carrying one month of groceries, let's get them lift rides home so that they don't have to like lug it all on the train, right? Let's get them menstrual products because that's a big thing that also is really expensive that yeah. technically, you know, well, I feel like women should have to pay, pay for it, it, you know? like yeah, So we're like, let's get that, you know? So we just thought about how to start leveling up. And so, you know, the beta launch was on July, you know, at Dumbo Archway. And it was just the beginning of kind of getting to this delivery service, you know, and kind of starting off the process of getting the, you know, the services back to the community, fundraising, continuously fundraising and working towards that larger vision of, you know, getting trucks and delivering the food and all that good stuff. So that's what COVID-19 <laughs> did to us. We were like, well, this is not going to stop us. We got to figure out how to make it better. Amazing. So, yeah. That is so incredible. Like it's it's so true and I and I love that that's like one of the foundations that that H+, you know, taking care of the dancer's body and that that should be something that we're taught and it's so often in in all aspects of the dance world. It can get really it can be really easy to not take care of yourself in in yep. so many different ways, but you know, in terms of having to look a certain way and, and, you know, having to have, look at yourself all the time. And then, you know, the money aspect, it's like, we're really fighting an uphill battle. So it's amazing that you guys are able to do it because you can't dance if you are not nourished and alive to dance. So like that should be baseline, but it's, it's so difficult. So that is incredible. So when is the next event? Like how, what is, what is in the future of this? How can people get involved? Yeah, definitely. So we're looking to do our next one near Thanksgiving. We're shooting for Saturday, November 20th. So the weekend before people can get their, you know, their turkeys and their yeah. fixings and everything so they can kind of prepare their, you know, Thanksgiving meals with their friends or family. Um, and yeah, like more details to come about it. You know, we're very excited Stay to tuned. announce. Yeah, like Ooh. we're going to have probably a new location and stuff like that. So we're kind of like, you know, looking at it like a pop up, you know, like trying to figure out between the seasons since we want to serve everybody. We don't want to just make it indoors because then again, those who aren't vaccinated, you know, can't come and we want to make sure everybody gets access. So we're trying to, you know, just maneuver and work with the fact that we're in a really interesting, ambiguous time and we got to adapt. So, yeah. So, yeah. So Thanksgiving, we'll see everybody. <laughs> so amazing. Oh, my gosh. OK, well, it's time for our next game. Let me get the proper, the proper little. Uh oh. Uh -oh. So this next game is not necessarily a game. It is more of like a mystery. Um, I'm going to pick one card from each little category here. And then we will see what you get. If you 
would like to veto any of the questions, feel free. Um, but they shouldn't be too crazy. A lot of them, I always <laughs> say, are from a website called Questions to Ask Your Dad. I just was searching for questions, and this website, shout them out. They have a lot of great questions on there. <laughs> applicable, to to, applicable to all types of people, even if you're not a dad. So, that is Or if you're a zaddy, like, it all works, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, pick a color. Uh, I'm going to have to go with purple. It's my favorite. I'll go Me with too. orange. Okay, well, we'll do purple first and then orange, but you can both okay. answer. Okay. Okay. Ooh, if you could send a message to the entire world, what would you say in 30 seconds? Oh my gosh. You can send a message to the entire world. What would you say in 30 seconds? (sighs) Don't hide your magic. You're all magical. Don't hide it. Let it be seen. People deserve to see it. I love that. That's my message. (sighs) I I would say care for yourself is connected to care for your community. And to be kinder to people and more understanding and empathetic because we don't know what everybody's stories are. Um, So just, you know, be aware of that as you're, you know, connecting with people on a daily basis. Mm, Those are two amazing messages. I wish we could broadcast (laughs) that right now. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I know. I need to get my my loudspeaker out again. Ooh, okay. So orange, the next one. Do you believe in ghosts? Okay, I'm going to say that not in like the Western idea of ghosts where it's like this like white sheet with like black eyes. We're like, Halloween's coming up. So, you know, that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I, I do feel like, you know, there's, you know, some kind of essence, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, that That's how I put it. <laughs> similar, similar response. There's, yeah. I, I do feel that there's some some essence, some spirituality-ness surrounding <laughs> me slash others slash the world that is uh, kind of moving with the ebbs and flows of where our minds and our hearts are at. Mm, yes, 100%. Okay, which one's next, pink or blue? Pink. <laughs> I was like, Porsche's pink lipstick, so I was like, pink. <laughs> what is the weirdest dream you've ever had? so many <laughs> are you a big dreamer i'm a big dreamer yeah. okay uh, I'll, I'll i'll say one so lisa frank i'm sure Haley, you have to know lisa frank oh yeah oh, okay yeah. i was Twitter, so obsessed. unicorns notebooks yes. everything i had everything. yes i was I obsessed it. with lisa frank so one time i had a whole dream where i was in a lisa frank world wow it was beautiful. <laughs> so colorful. It was like, you know, look like this, like really vibrant, yeah. right? And then I'm in a river in a boat and I'm paddling the boat. <laughs> and behind me is Mr. Rogers <laughs> from Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. I watched him so much as a kid, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> but it wasn't him. It was like a paper, like cut out of him. And he's just like moving left and right. I'm just like paddling this boat down the river in a Lisa Frank world. <laughs> That is amazing. It was amazing. It oh sounds like God. I tripped on something, but I didn't. I literally just had a dream. That's amazing. I've had a, a dream in a Dr. Seuss world, so I'm I'm there with you. And then there was like a war yeah. with construction um, cranes were fat, fighting each other. So I'm I'm on the same wow. level this as you. This like an interesting film. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> about you, Portia. Any weird dreams? <laughs> weird dreams. I, I once had this dream that... I went to a Beyonce concert. I had a VIP pass, and Ooh, yes. when I got to the VIP section, she came out to get me personally. Yeah, and Let's she go. took me through the Coliseum. She was introducing me to every single person on her entourage and saying, "Whatever she needs, give it to her." Yes. No <laughs> Can we make that come true? Yeah, that's right? amazing. Yeah. I love that. I just make sure I'm plus one, and Haley's your plus two. <laughs> yeah, we'll be there. <laughs> Yeah, I just need a media badge. Like, I'm good. She's good. She's going to cover the entire You're like, I'm Dear Dance, I'm here. Yeah. You, you know, the, the the podcast that everyone knows the name, even me, I swear I know the name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last question of these. What do you want more than anything else in life? Wow. Just a wow. simple question, really. <laughs> Super casual. 
Um, do you want to go or do you want to go? <laughs> you can go first. Okay. Go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I think what I'd say is I'd, I'd love for people, like everybody in the world, to have a stronger sense of self-understanding um, and self-compassion because I feel like if we did, then many of the troubles that we have in this world wouldn't be here. And it's like just focusing more inward and taking care of ourselves so that we can, you know, emulate that outward towards others. So that's what I would say. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on a similar wavelength, I, I would love for people to really understand how much power that they have. Mm. Um, one of one of my gifts, I can look at a person and see like what they could be if really worked through some of the fears, the insecurities, and the different complex layers that are there, like what they could accomplish yeah. in their personal and professional life, you know, how could they, how they could be like walking down the street, just like looking so badass. In the <laughs> um, and I, I think that people have power. They just, they just kind of mask it with a lot of different things and feelings and experiences. But like, what if, what would happen if we just like release that, you know, just like Iron Man, just release the power, <laughs> you know, and let the world see it. Like how much more can we accomplish, you know, on so many different scales. Um, it's definitely what I want for myself and everyone around me. Definitely. I love those answers. Okay, well, the last question, what brings out your most creative self? What brings out my most creative self? Okay, I would have to say for me it's well I think this is like for everybody but being relaxed obviously <laughs> but it's I don't know if it's as obvious as it sounds but I mean you know like being present with yourself right like being relaxed like re you know relaxing into yourself but then I think I would also say like being with my family mm -hmm. which is sounds ironic because if anybody knows me I have a lot of you know like you know things I gotta work with my parents but I would say returning home to California and being with my family, it really rejuvenates me in a lot of ways. When I dance, every time I come back, I have like new grooves in my body. Like I want to express myself differently. And I think it's because I took some time to go back to where I came from and like kind of remember and respect and kind of embrace it. And then that helps me to sort of remember, okay, so where are you now? And how does that all connect together? And not like being like, that was my past self. And this is like, the new Yvonne, right? But like, it's all, it all made who I am. So yeah. like that, I think always kind of brings out a lot of creativity in me for sure. Mm. Yeah. For me, what brings out my most creative self, um, eliminating the idea that rejection is an option. Mm. Mm. Yes. <laughs> <Haley's> like, <laughs> <laughs> The moment Ooh. that I Put the idea that someone is going to say no to this vision that I have or this big ask that I'm going to you know do or something that I'm wishing for the moment that I take that out of my mind and like don't have it as an option up here the creativity and mm. how this vision starts to manifest just grows and grows and yeah. grows and ideas come out and I start, you know, sending messages to Yvonne <laughs> saying, Yvonne, we should do this, you know, or Yvonne, like I want to wear this outfit with, you know, this, this, this pair of shoes and like, it's just going to look so amazing, mm -hmm. you know, or Yvonne, like, let's just like walk into this place and just kind of like conquer the entire world. <laughs> um, yeah. The moment that like I let go of this idea of no, just my creativity just kind of burst out of nowhere and the possibilities of just um being empowered in myself and you know really illuminating that value to the world just kind of comes out and explodes in so many different ways mm. um so 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 great that like people see it and they want to be a part of it too yeah Mm, I love that. Those are two answers <laughs> that I haven't gotten yet after 42 interviews. So I love 42, that. 42, jeez. Yes, 42 in season that. one. Oh my gosh. Yes. yes. <laughs> Haley is doing it. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Well, how can people get in touch with you? How can they be a part of your amazing world that you are building? Well, I guess the first way is our website, hdcny.org. That's where you can find a full listing of, as Haley was saying earlier, all the all the things that we do, you know, so it's yes. like there's a conservatory where you can, you know, train to become a professional hip hop dancer and choreographer and master teacher. There's, you know, a repertory company where we're able to like put on concert dance, you know, um, hip hop as concert dance. 
and we have our services, you know, like Dance Smart and Pit My Style and Spa. So there's a lot of different kind of aspects to, you know, choose from in, in H plus. It's a little world in a world. <laughs> um, <laughs> even the UN, as Haley was saying, you know, like yeah. we advocate, you know, for dancers at the UN, you know, Porsche myself go there and you know, we, we speak to a lot of ambassadors and global leaders about what dancers are going through, you know, here in New York City, but also in the world and remind people that dancers are humans. They're part of, you know, human rights and <laughs> we're not separate. Right. So anyhow, just know that all of that information is on our website. So you can, you know, basically Amazing. get lost in it, kind of see, you know, all the avenues towards, you know, uplifting and caring for dancers, really. Right. So it's all it's all moving towards the same thing. Um, we're also on Instagram. Yes, for, at, the, for the Gen Xers. Yes, yes. at Hip Hop Dance Conservatory. Yes, you see our handles down there. Thank you, Haley, for putting them there if you want to just connect yes. with Portia and me. But yeah, I mean, you know, we're slowly building, you know, back up out of the pandemic and just starting with the services. But our conservatory will open again soon, you know, next year for people to apply, you know, to become apprentices and, and learn under Portia and myself and our whole team how to be you know, like a, a full dance executive leader extraordinaire, right? That's kind of what we're, yes. you know, <laughs> they can be badass it. dancers, choreographers, they can create amazing theater productions, they can build out services for the dance community, like we do it all here, you know, so we, we invite anybody to, to join in on the, on the fun that we have. Yeah. <laughs> so, amazing, yeah. definitely, everyone check that out, I'll make sure that all the links are in the description below and when this audio version of the podcast comes out all the links will be there as well um if you would like to connect with the show it's a little tricky right now because um apparently (laughs) apparently you can't change an instagram name until 14 days after you've given it up so i thought i could do a little switcheroo so right now even though the show is called (laughs) the deer dance you can follow the show at dancers doing stuff our old name (laughs) but it will eventually be dear dance so you know whenever you're watching this it could be a fun experience to find the instagram um and if you would like to connect with me you can always follow me at Haley grove on instagram um and then if you would like to support the show definitely check out the patreon i'm gonna be changing some things up now that we are in the deer dance world but something that's staying is i'm hoping that once we get to 100 patrons i'll be able to start the the, the not the deer dance the dream dance grant program where i will be donating one dollar per patron to a dancer who has a creative project that needs help being funded so the That's more patrons beautiful. we have yeah i'm really excited i've haven't been very great at promoting it so i'm trying to do better but once we That's get to right. 100 patrons then we'll be able to give one a hundred dollars to a dancer every month um who has you know it depends and the more we grow the more we can give away um but you know studio space is expensive paying your dancers is important feeding your dancers is important there's so many ways that we can help dancers as a whole and as a community just building and creating and staying creative because who knows what that could bring to the world so check out all of these things and this was the best first uh episode back that i could have asked for i love Aww. our little our little creature yeah we, we made rainbow some real our rainbowsaurus like we really killed it honestly like we're famous so um amazing <laughs> thank you so much for being here and have a great night hopefully i'll see you guys in person soon How awesome was that? What a great first episode. And I also want to say the Instagram is officially Deer Dance Pod, so you don't need to go look for it on Instagram. It should be easily uh, findable. Um, But some of the key takeaways and things that I learned were tour books are a thing. Who knew? Probably everyone. Um, But I definitely need to go look those up. Um, Also, the hip-hop conservatory h plus what an amazing organization i need to do a deep dive and learn more about everything that they do um, and i encourage you to do that as well um, another thing i really loved from the episode was the importance of thinking about the full human not just the dancer and putting the human first before the dancer in quotes um, 
I think that's such a great mindset to be in um, and something I definitely need to work on as I'm getting back into my dancer self and, and realizing that my dancer self is still my regular self and my regular self is still my dancer self. Um, their technique, Blade, Building Leaders Through the Advancement of Dance um, Education, so awesome. I need to learn more about that. Um, and also, it's not just about you learning dance. It's about taking care of the dance, making sure it lives on, making sure it ad- ad- making sure you advocate for the dance. That's something Yvonne said, and I loved that. Um, the five pillars of hip-hop, knowledge, DJing, graffiti, emceeing, and breaking, and that kind of includes the all the different parts of hip-hop those are kind of the five main pillars which I think is so important to to learn about um and then also just dance smart so cool definitely need to check that out hopefully it'll be coming back really soon um and then the last thing that I really loved was when Portia said don't hide your magic so I'm gonna leave you with that and I will see you guys next week Thank you for listening to Dear Dance. If you enjoyed the show, it would mean so much to me if you could share it with a friend. Screenshot the episode and tag me on Instagram at Dear Dance Pod. It's so fun connecting with listeners, so definitely check us out over on Instagram. And if you want a triple platinum superstar award, leave a rating and review on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. This really helps give the show street cred on podcast platforms. Again, thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next week for a new episode of Dear Dance.